Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Time for the episode of Matt and Matt and Ice Cream Social. Across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me is Mr. Matt Donnelly. I'm a Knobs and Dials. Jacob, the audio guy. Woohoo! This is fun. The, uh, the $20 Knobs and Dials you got there, buddy. Yeah. It's fancy. Uh, we may sound a little different to you right now. Yep. You who's listening to us and talking to you, the listener. Uh, this, is our, this is our homeless rig. This is our rig. We are now... We are homeless. We're homeless. Da da dee da 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 first, da dee da da da. First, they took my bucket show, and I said nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> we should have known. Uh, so we were we were off the shopping. We got a, we, we had a, we had a wild uh, day on Wednesday, Fourth yep. of July. Jacob and I we had to move out of the churn, and I want to give a huge shout out to all the scoops who yes. came out to help us. They made that possible. Doable. Absolutely. If it had been just you and me, Jacob, I don't think we'd still be friends. <laughs> I just want you to know that they helped us save the podcast. Um, because there's more shit in there than we thought, of course. Right. Always. Always, Always. more shit. And uh, they were super helpful. In getting here. We got it all done in like three hours. Everything. Yeah, like loading Every- it up into a storage unit and everything. Which is crazy. Yeah, uh, so especially since the storage unit that we were planning on loading it into was closed for Fourth of July. Who would have thought a place called American Storage <laughs> Unit <laughs> closed for the Fourth of July? <laughs> but I mean, it, we were like, well, we can't even get into the that was unit the that we already own. You couldn't even you couldn't even open the damn gate. Oh my gosh! I just yeah, like, it was crazy. So, I mean. What is the fourth, if not the celebration of abject independence and freedom? And, and the and ability, ability to, to store to, things. Or move. <laughs> yes. And it's awful. Anyway. Jacob, Did you write them course, a stern email, a curt letter? Right. No, he, no. He solved it very quickly. Luckily, the place where he got the U-Haul van. Also had, has storage had units. Storage, had storage facilities. So we were able to get a storage facility. So we're unpacking everything, and for those of you who've watched us on Twitch, uh, SJ created these really cool um, record murals mm-hmm. that we have behind Jacob. So it's just old LPs yeah. cut up and taped together. <laughs> well, we're out in the Vegas sun moving everything, and we set those record murals down in the sun for about 10 minutes. <laughs> they became pudding. It was the craziest. So funny. You had vinyl soup. On yeah, the yeah. I mean, it, it didn't go full melt, but it was. They are all distorted now. They're all bent up and they everything. Look very it's, artful. It's, it's funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's pretty wild. So I think we we'll have to do that again and be a little more uh, uh, deliberate. We, about we the can way be purposeful we about it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was pretty cool. If it we sounds like we're explaining all of this to Matt, it's because we're explaining all of this to Matt. Yeah, I Matt was, was there. Matt was out of town for all this. So I was out there. We had one day that we could, that two of us could get together. We did not have a day that all three of us could get together to do this. No. Yeah, I mean, we were told two days before I was leaving for a long planned yeah. family vacation. And by when I say family, I mean the whole family. Everybody, not, not my family. I mean my six uh, brothers and s- sisters mm-hmm. uh, coming in from everywhere. This you know, France reunion. and everything else. Wow, and France. 
uh, my uh, nine nieces and nephews and, and my for my dad's 80th birthday. So we were out in uh, Wisp. Little Wisp. Ooh. We were at the Wisp, uh, which is normally a ski resort. Uh, ah. No skiing this time of year? No skiing this time of year. Weird. But, uh, but we were right. Fucking global warming. Why not? But uh, I, think, I think it's just courtesy. <laughs> okay. I think it's a professional courtesy. Smart. But, but the slopes, turns out we have this fancy cabin, so the sl- the, what would be the slopes are right behind our house. Oh, Wait, yeah. Now, that, that, your neighbors, where are they from? Thailand? Uh, what are you, <laughs> come on. Don't, don't be that guy. <laughs> uh, the hills. The trails. Great. Oh, I understand right, they oh, have eyes. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, right behind. Oh, they, oh, you too, Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> Is there no stopping with this horrible prejudice? Also, I am a deaf person. Uh, but we found out we had to leave our office. They basically were... Uh... Real quick. <laughs> Lady comes up to me yesterday. I'm working the front of the line at the zombie hole. Okay. She comes up, and I'm telling her the story of what she drunk. Surprise. Telling her the story of what this thing's about. Yeah, there's an escape room. You got to get... She's like, she's like, an escape room. And I was like, yeah, it takes about 20 minutes to go all the way through. She's like... That's it. What about for dumb people? And I go, fair question. And I go, and I go, sure. And I go, what? And she goes, you know, like, because he can't hear very well. Dumb people. (laughs) Like another person in her party was actually literally dumb. The dictionary definition of dumb, unable to hear properly. No, no, no. Or deaf. No, deaf is can't hear properly. Dumb is can't speak. You're right. And she said dumb. Wow. God damn it. So she who was, was really the dumb drunk? One? She was really she said dumb people. Did she mean deaf? Yeah, yeah. Or or maybe their family just calls him <laughs> dumb. But she was straight up like he I she, think it was fucked up. I think she was asking for herself. I think she was like, "What about dumb people?" And then like, and you're like "What do you mean?" And she's like, "Oh shit!" Uh, over, <laughs> like over there, those guys. Yeah, well, are with well, me. Well, she was like, "This." He, he I don't know well. those people. They might be with me. I don't know. Anyway, it took me aback. Being asked for what about for dumb people is a really it's it's a fine question. Yeah. I think in many instances. I just I didn't say I looked like at, if you I go just to like a roulette her. table and be like, "What about all that stuff in the middle? Is that easy to play?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." You're like, "What about for dumb people?" <laughs> And, the, and they're like, oh, you know, no. Like, Just bet the cum line. Don't yeah. don't worry. Stop with the other stuff. Yeah. Just, just bet the pass and don't pass. Uh, and, right. and be on your way. We need to write Vegas for <laughs> dumb people. But what about for dumb people? What about for dumb people? It blew my mind. I had no response. I didn't know where. I didn't know what was happening. Well, well what, what can you say? Well, thank you, gentlemen, for packing up the churn. And I'm sorry I could not. Do it that. wasn't that. Like I said, thank you, Scoops, for all the assistance. Yeah, we couldn't have done it without you guys. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I was out in Western Maryland, but uh, because there's no snow on the hills, that's where we went. Went to the top of the hill, and that's where um, we. Uh, uh, watch the fireworks. So we got to oh. go to the top of the hill. Just walk out our backyard, oh, nice. right over to the the top of the hill, and watch the fireworks. Good Looks shows like out there. It's very good. Uh, good fireworks out there. Um, there's a there's a lake out there in that area, okay. and so but it's a man made lake. And so if it's thundering or lightning, they blow a whistle, and everyone has to get out of the water and off the beach. Like pool rules, exactly. Like Wait, pool rules. but what does that have to do with it being a man made lake? 
I don't I don't know. Like I'm saying all of the factors. It's just a huh. big pool. In the ocean, I was never – I mean, I know you're not – like, it wasn't like – It's not a smart thing to do. It's not a smart thing to do, but I wasn't oh, – we weren't always, like, whistled out of the water growing up right. in Jersey if there was a storm. Huh. Sure. If the lightning hits the ocean, you're probably going to be okay, right? I think so. Like, it dissipates enough, unless it hits right next to you. But even Yeah, then, it'd have to hit pretty close to you. Even well, then, would, I, it, would it not dissipate? I was I always know. told that because lightning goes to the highest point – that because you're in the water, you're higher than all of the water. Oh, oh, okay. so it, so, so it would strike you. It might hit actually you, right? Okay, okay. Now so then, that's probably completely wrong. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the science is tight on that. Right. We don't know anything is what we've just discovered right now. All of us are going like, wah, 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 wah. Right, yeah, we're dumb. Anyways. We, we are for dumb I people. I just I wasn't used to. <laughs> we are a podcast yeah, tree over dumb people. If you're going to swim in a lake, what about, what about for dumb people? <laughs> so you just listen to the whistle and you get out of the water. Yeah. She, I guess she meant deaf, but she said dumb. <laughs> I think she meant dumb and she herself was dumb. I know. But not in the can't speak way. The people I dealt with. Maybe she thought dumb. you were dumb. And she's she thought right. she was dumb, and therefore she's like, this guy's going to relate. <laughs> like, hey, what about... She was just trying like, to make a friend. It's kind of like if, like, you know, fellow fatties, you're like, what about yeah. for us? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, what about... Is this... We'll is this some cheeseburgers. Is this burger big enough for us? Um, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> No. <laughs> so, There's no burger big enough. <laughs> so, um... Uh, but while we were there, we... Uh, we were playing. Uh, the boys started playing basketball. Because whenever my two oldest nephews get together from their their cousins, uh-huh. they decide they have they have to play basketball against one another. And then my brother, who was a professional basketball player, his his son's very tall. And then my other brother Brian, who who's always very competitive about it, his son's very tall. And so they decided that we should play basketball. But it ended up becoming like five on five, a family affair. And I All was right. playing against my little brother Robbie. And. Um, it turns out I'm good for like two games of half court basketball, up to eleven, maybe like once a week, maybe once a month. That's yeah. my limit. Right. And uh, I mean, I to be fair, that's more than I would have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying too hard. If it was full court, I thought the answer would have been to five. Right. Oh, or, or just one game. Full court basketball is a thing of the past. It's a different level of workout. It no longer exists in my uh, no. realm of possibility. No, no. no. Like when they, when they gripe at uh, professional basketball players, especially ones that are a little older, for not getting back and playing defense yeah, and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm on his side. <laughs> I'm completely on that guy's side. Although you could pay me a million dollars to run the court. Um, could I? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely die trying to get that million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I. Loved it. I had a blast. I had a blast playing basketball with my family, with everybody of all ages and stuff. And it was very, it was, it was just, it was just super fun. Um, and uh, and then I definitely sprained my ankle doing it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it wasn't like a severe one, but I definitely was trying to like walk it off. And then it just got worse and worse as the day went on. You know, it was severe enough. Yeah. And then I, you know, took took like a thousand ibuprofen. Yeah. Right. And then. Uh, the next day was was feeling a little better, but then it just kept worsening as the day went on. Mm-hmm. And by the time I flew home to do, uh, you know, I had to leave my family a day early to go home and prep for the uh, filling in for Matt King over at the Harris. Uh, and uh, by the time I got off the plane and trying to like just walk to my car, it was like real bad. Well, that, I oh, mean, no. pla- the plane ride will do a number on any injury. I think so because it's yeah, the whole yeah. pressure change and the, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
especially like your legs at all, and you're sitting there still and twisted all weird. Oh, and you also can't like um, you know, you can't certainly can't elevate your foot, but you also can't put your foot flat. You, you know can't what I mean? Like stretch you, it out. Yeah, no, it's jacked up. Yeah, yeah, it's so, terrible for any injury. So uh, I go to bed the night before. I'm feeling from Matt King uh, a little worried, a little mm. scared because I. We have to do two hour-long shows right. on my feet, and uh, uh, I'm already nervous for the show as is. Sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, uh, I basically for the for the Matt King shows, I basically put my my foot in like cement. I took an ace bandage and wrapped it super tight. Oh, okay. And then I took like, an ankle brace and threw that on over the top of that and mm-hmm. wrapped that tight. So there just was no movement in my right ankle whatsoever, and busting out of my my boots and shoes. Um, but uh, it turns out so. So last time we uh, did the Hillbill show officially, and we did the Beauregard uh, trick, which is my little baby chick friend Beauregard. Yes. You know Lana Strong. She runs a preschool. She also keeps the Penn Teller animals at her preschool, and they, you know, the kids take care of it and that kind of a thing. So she's she's become my uh, my chick chick. Okay, good. Go to my go to chick chick. So she she's I've been talking to her as soon as as soon as Mac King asked me to sub for him. I, you know, and I called around, and we knew we wanted to do the Beauregard trick again. I call uh, uh, Lana; she can hook me up. So uh, the whole nation is experiencing a heat wave now, uh, and turns out chickens don't like to lay eggs when it's really hot out. Oh, yeah. Who knew? Uh, I mean, I assume like someone my, knew. My dog Pirate doesn't like to take a shit in the afternoon. <laughs> when it gets too hot, he will not shit. You know, now that you even though his it. butthole is puckering, yeah. Like a goddamn push pop. He now that you mention, make me take a hot dump. He when you do it, now that you mention it, I do not like taking shits when I'm really hot. It's, it's. I, <laughs> I mean, don't want to do it. I shouldn't come down hard on on pirate. He's right. I will say, like when I went down to the DR, Dominican Republic, for my friend's wedding earlier this year, when I used to live in St. John, you forget. That's the one thing, that, like, when you go back to, like, tropical islands, right. temperatures, and you like, it's really nice and stuff like that. You forget how uncomfortable it is to just go to a humid bathroom in the oh, of the God. day. And you're like, everything just feels you gross. Stick, you stick to the seat? Yeah, the clothes stick to every part of your leg as yeah. it goes down. Like, you can't, there's not, everything on you is just like, why are yep. you doing this? We had a certain <laughs> level of humidity yesterday yeah. because there was threatening rain. It never happened. But let me tell you. The odors that come off of Fremont Street <laughs> when there is the littlest bit of humidity in the That's air. That's New York City. That was in New, oh, New York yeah. City in the summertime. It's the, the worst. Oh, the, it just, like I would rather wear an asshole on my face because the dumpsters are on the sidewalk. Yep. The almost people oh, are on the sidewalk. New Orleans, like, uh, everything just steams and cooks. Bourbon in Street summer. area in New Orleans uh, during the summertime is very similar to Fremont Street on a, yeah. a wet summer oh, sure. day. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. It, it's a, a, a fun combination of uh, homeless people, yeah, dumpsters and urine, <laughs> yeah, 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 and just baking in a wet heat. A certain that's a recipe perfume. for a delicious beignet. <laughs> By the way, baking in a wet heat uh, episode title. Oh yeah, for real. <laughs> Oh, uh, so, uh, uh, so a first line says, I already called the guy, got your chickens all set up. Good. Calls to follow up for like, Hey, I'm coming in this day. And they're like, no, no, I don't think you are. This is no one gets chicks this time of year. There's no chicks. What are you thinking? How dare you? And so she's like, I called last week and you said, no problem. And said, well, look, you can talk to the, you can call directly the, the farm, which we get them from. You can yeah. call directly. And she basically called the guy. 
And the guy is uh, is protective of his animals. Okay. You know? He's like, he's like, what, what's going on? What do you need this for? What, what's going on? I don't, you know. And she's like, I'm gonna sling it against the wall. She's like, yeah, just a, just a just a a, a, a chick chick a shoot. No, chick uche. Chick uche. A chick uche. A trebuchet. Uh. And she's like, I run a preschool, and I pro- told my kids I'm bringing in a baby chick. She lied for me. She oh, lied ah. to make sure that I had. Because she she felt that that would be a better story for this farmer than and, uh, a magic show. Yeah. For a magic trick, we're a magic trick. We tend to crush. We, we might smash him in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, she uh, she procures the chick. Now, when she procured them for the Hillbill show, mm-hmm. this was in November. A nice, nice wintry time. Sure. A lot of baby chicks to be mm-hmm. to be laid in in the in the cold. Um, I got this. She she got four of them in case in case if anything went wrong with anything, ah. we would have a lot. For, uh, to make it through the run, we were doing Good. six total shows, and uh, she got me this nice big bin with this cage across the top, and you know the, all the water and the uh, and the food in there, and and so um, when I went to go pick up the the baby chick, a couple interesting things. Uh, one, she was just getting one because I was only doing two shows in one day. All oh, right, and uh, and um, and so you know what, what could go wrong? You didn't need what was it seven that we that we had in Kentucky? In Kentucky because they had a rule. Yeah, you, could, you had to buy a minimum of six. I think. Okay, you couldn't buy less than six. So there's six chicks. We we had in Kentucky all these baby chickens just running around backstage, uh, which was adorable. Yeah, uh, we had the most adorable dressing room ever. They were perfect. Yeah, yeah, like they were just perfect looking chicks. Well, I mean. Kentucky and chicken, baby. Exactly. We know what the fuck we're doing, at least there. <laughs> it's the truth. So uh, uh, she, I say, okay, I go to her house. I'm like, I will get the chick. Mm-hmm. My kids are still on vacation, so I can keep this chick in my house overnight. I'll get Great. the chick the night before. I'll have everything I need for my magic act when I wake up. And uh, I show up at her house, and she hands me just basically a, a box. Like a cardboard box, mm-hmm. it's thinner. It was something like a cage size, like a like a, something you would hold, you know, um, maybe like a it's like some printer cables would be included. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about the size. About yeah, Nice kind of a thin box mm-hmm. uh, with some holes cut out the top, and um, uh, no, no, no screen over the top, just a box. Right. And she says he he, he can't he can't fly out of there. So oh, okay, I look in, and the chick is uh, baby chick is black, completely black. I noticed you had a black chick. Uh, so, oh. I mean, I love me black chicks. Hillbill loves black chicks. Hillbill loves black chicks. Let it be yeah. said. Um, it makes the magic of what I'm doing a little difficult yeah. to pull off because we don't plan for an all-black chick. But fair enough, without, mm-hmm. without revealing how tricks are done. That just that, that puts a, put, puts a wrench we in can, things. I think we can reveal <laughs> no chickens are scrunched. Yeah, I never, I never actually smash a chicken. You don't else. kill a chicken every show. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why you just needed one for two yeah. shows. Yeah. I, mean, we, I guess we already gave that part away. Now, yeah, we, yeah. now, there is talk of possibly going on the Warp Tour and opening for Ozzy. That, <laughs> if that happens, we might kill chickens it's, every show. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But that's for art. Um, so, uh, me, it's me and, me and, and, me and Black Bow. Yeah. Me and Black Beauregard uh, the night before. Whoa, hanging Black Beauregard. Like, I'm home and I'm like, where should I put this box down? You know, so like I find like a nice area of the kitchen where it's like not direct sunlight, but he'll know what time it is and that kind of thing. Like I want him to have accurate sunlight. I make sure his water's all full and his, yeah. his feed's all done. And then I like he's sleeping by the time I got home. And I, 
I put a sleeping a sleeping little black bow in his box next to the near the kitchen uh, near my, near my table on the chair, mm-hmm. and then uh, I set my alarm for uh, eight thirty. Good. Show you know load ins at eleven. Right. Kind of like I'll get up and just reassess the day. Black bow doesn't get up at eight thirty. Black bow gets up at six thirty. Right. And I was just like, this is trip 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 into my house, nice and early. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I think I still, I think I'll still sleep a little bit. I put on a little sound machine, go right back to sleep. Okay, good. Wake up at eight thirty. Go downstairs, check on little Black Bow. As I hear the chirp, chirp, chirping away, go look in the box. He is not in the box. <laughs> <laughs> There's is, no way he can fly out of this. It is eight thirty, and he is not in the box. And then I was like, okay, he has found a way out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. And now I have to capture this chicken in my own house. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Which is why today you look like Sylvester Stallone and Rocky. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Catch him, Rock. Catch him. Run faster. <laughs> Run faster. Go. <laughs> uh, the bird poop would indicate that he got out onto the table, went over to the kitchen sink, <laughs> and then made his way onto the floor from there. Good. But I found he went him all on the way floor. up to the sink. Yeah, that's what I was like. How did he fly up to the sink? He figured he was, I guess, arrogant. Like he made it out of the box, and he just was literally, literally stretching his wings. I have no Ow. idea. But yeah, I was surprised he made it from the the table to the sink. Yeah. The, not, not understanding the altitude increments that he is uh, is tackled that made it very uh, very strange. So now I'm like, okay. So he's under. Now I find him. He's underneath my wife's desk in the kitchen. Okay. I will, I will just go there and get him. Turns out he, he doesn't want to get got. Mm. And uh, and he has another gear of movement that I have yet to witness inside <laughs> his tiny box. So I went to reach him with my so hand. So he's speedy. Yeah. So the first place that he was actually kind of contained, I should have been smarter, but was not. Ah. Do you know what I mean? Like he was in this little cubby area. Speaking of arrogance, you, you were perhaps a little arrogant. Yeah, like your... I can just grab him with yeah. my hands. I've handled now 10 chicks in my lifetime. Yep. I You're an expert. To, I know how to hold a chicken. And uh, get him to relax and not and not uh, uh, and not kill him. What you comes don't to know animal to... Na- navigation yeah. is not your strong suit. No, the opening of garage doors for snakes, <laughs> not boxing in the chicken properly. Yeah. So then he takes off. Yeah. And now he has uh, moved outside of the kitchen of my house. He is now in just into my into my uh, living room underneath my table. Which means uh, more difficult to clean up any bird poop that happens yes. to uh, come out of him. Yes. And then I like so then I go I'll, I'll get like a, one of my hats I get like a big hat I'll see if I can throw my hat on him. <laughs> <laughs> I got my chicken catching hat. I got my chicken catching hat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know it's so hard because obviously saying this out loud it feels dumb to say. It is like there's there's this. There's this uh, dummy filter that happens in your brain of like, is this really happening to yeah. me right now? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you're like, am I really chasing around a little black chick in my living room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're like, am I doing this? And then like, and you're also thinking like, if you're not successful, like, what point do you give up? Like, like at one point, c- can you get help? Like, I have to load in my show at eleven. Yes. Yeah. 
Like, if I can't get this chicken. Where do you just pull And there's it? no one else in your house. There's no we, one else I don't house. think we've said that. No, no, no. I'm alone in my house. Yeah, yeah. My, my family is still in uh, in Western Maryland. Which probably was to your advantage. Definitely. Oh, my God. If there was a black chick running around and my kids knew about it, there's no way. No way I would have been able to capture that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Not a chance. No. Nah. Would, would they have like, gone after it or would they have been scared? They would have just been following me. They would have just oh. been in my way. Wow. I would have been just been tripping over my own kids every time. Gotcha. Yeah. And they would have been telling me, they would have been identifying the location of the chicken on a constant basis. <laughs> Which actually would have helped me at some point. It's not where you are. <laughs> so it's I, away from you, Father. And so I, so it's in my little little living room, like the, my, my, my bigger dining room tables in my living room and like, I'm I'm trying to chase it and I, it's like it's in between chair legs and stuff. Like I was like, this is just I simply won't win here. I need right. to move the battlefield. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to win here. And all of a sudden, I get him out into the, my little hallway that goes to the, to the bathroom on the first floor. And I'm running with he's sprinting down the hallway, and I'm trying to kind of quickly move with them. And then I, I make my first attempt to throw my hat at him. <laughs> in which place? And obviously, it was instantly successful. Like, if it was, wow, would that be an amazing story. I just, like, flicked my hat and boom. Yeah. But the thing is, like, as soon as I'm, as soon as I'm flicking it, I realize, like, I don't want the bill of the hat right. to, hit the, to hit the chicken. Yeah. So it's a very weird toss that I give <laughs> to catch the chicken. And he almost looks over his shoulder, just kind of, like, nods, like, what is that? The fuck? Sprints. I mean, the gear that he has, this black bow has a gear on him. On a track. Yeah. Just out in the open, yeah. could you beat Black, Black Bow in a foot race? No. Okay. No. So he's fast. Now I'm scared because it was quite a run for him, and he gets into the kitchen. And then he's in the corner of the kitchen, and I try to kind of corner him again. Again, only using the hat. I have not given up on the hat for some reason. Okay. I, I decide I won't throw it, but I will use it to, to grab. A chicken scoop. A chicken scoop, if you will. Right. Because I found out that it was, but someone used basically like a butterfly net to get him, like the farmer who okay. cares for him used a butterfly that's net. So him. that's where I thought the hat might work. Um, you're gonna have to buy a butterfly net. <laughs> That's those thoughts cross your mind. You're like, oh, you thought the, you had to go to the store. Do, do I need? Do I need the instruments? Well, the, the thing is, like, what about your pool skimmer? I could have. Uh, I don't have a deep net pool skimmer. I have like a, a flat net pool skimmer. That would have been dangerous. Yeah, it would have crushed. The it. whole thing is that, like, you know, these baby tricks are fragile. Right. Uh, they things. are. That's what makes the, the magic trick so. What it, what it is that yeah. you, they see a baby chicken and everyone goes aw and then you hold them and make someone hold them and they hold this tiny beautiful puffy little thing right uh, and the the bows that we had from November that were being taken care of and fed and cared for at the preschool by the kids um, none of them made it to full chicken oh they all died they all died spoiler when because, did they die uh, at some point what happened when that crushed it. them in the bag no they just there's not a there's, there's a, not a there's high, high yeah there's rate. not a high success rate of chicks becoming chickens. Mm. The reason chickens lay so many eggs is because they don't have I, many I, successes. I guess so. You know, cool. but like just just in general, she just you know Lano gets she goes it happens. That's the way it goes. They don't really. Huh. Also, she was she was nonplussed by this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was not surprised at all. Yeah. And so, I um, I am scared now that I'm going to that this you're going to lose a chick. Yeah. That like. He's away from his food and his water. Yeah. I want him to get through his food and his water. And I don't want him to die in my kitchen. And I don't want him to die in my house. I don't want his heart to give out. Chasing him. Yeah. And I was like, I, it has now been, uh, 
like 25 minutes of chasing him. He went to my he wow. went to my TV room. He was hiding under my chairs in my kitchen, so I was lifting couches and stuff. Right. At one point, he was in the corner, and I thought he was, like, stuck in the corner kind of thing. So I went to actually get cardboard out of my garage to, like, create, like, a nice little thing to, 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 in, in, to uh, ensnare him. And then, he, but he had moved when the time mm. I went to the garage and back, and I couldn't locate him for a little oh, while. Oh, no. And I was like, is this really happening? A half hour. I chased him. It was 30 minutes. I was trying to figure out how to, to snare this, a chicken. this chicken in my house. This is amazing. A towel. Ah. A nice, soft, kid's pool towel. Yeah. That's what I find. And I go, this, this is what I do need. it. So I finally, I get him and I chase him in, back into the kitchen. Okay. And I get him out towards where the where my my oven area is. Mm. So I turn on the oven. No, I'm kidding. I do not turn on the <laughs> oven. Um, but there's fryer. just no there's no chair legs. There's no there's no chairs here. There's just a no nice, escape. No escape. I have him. I have him literally okay. cornered, cooped up. And now the towel is big enough that he is. So when he tries to outrun me, besides, oh, because when I went when I had him cornered with just the hat, uh-huh. he ran between my legs. Oh, good. I had him on both sides, and he literally just scurried. I was on my knees, and he scurried between my knees and, and hopped over my calf. Chicken out. laughter as he as he did it. Yeah, just nailed it. He yeah. must have been like the. He must have been like, oh, this is great, <laughs> hilarious. So the towel now discourages him from doing anything super fancy. Okay, I finally get him. I finally get him by use of by use of cornering him with a towel, a nice gentle towel. I get a grip on him, and I get him back in there, and he he I put him back in his uh, his little box. Mm-hmm. I find some uh, uh, netting, and I tape the netting over the top. And uh, he is now drinking water, which I feel good about, and he has his, uh, he has his food. But he has now tasted freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and he is a different bird for it. He was in the car ride, like, making some, some, some crazy attempts to maybe get out of his, his – the netting was not discouraging to him. He, he made a couple of big, couple of big flurried – uh, and this is like a efforts. leap with with wings flapping. Yeah, flapping flapping wings like a real like force against the the box. Oh, wow! On the attempt, he is he has tasted freedom and he will not go back. <laughs> Thank wow. goodness he didn't get loose in the car. That'd be the end of it. <laughs> or in the theater. Well, in the theater. So this is where Paul would take over. But in the, I guess in the theater he did almost get loose again. Okay. Because I came back and there were more things taped on the box besides the netting <laughs> I had taped on. Yeah. In between shows. He yeah. almost got out of the. There's a, there was a hole on the side of the box that you had put some tape on. Yeah, because the big handles for the box to, to okay. carry the box. But it I wasn't enough those. that he almost got out of that. So we we put a window on there. <laughs> we took a marker case. And tape that to it. So, so you can get like a, pa- a pack of markers from the pharmacy or something oh, like okay. that. Like an office supply. Like just little, oh, plastic, gotcha. little plastic that holds the markers. The plastic cover on the markers became the window on there. <laughs> but he couldn't go through. Oh, my goodness. That wild. So he was going nuts. Yeah. Once he, Noise-wise. Once he understood freedom, he wanted freedom. And, yeah, he was, he tripped, was tripped, loud. tripping away. He was very he, loud. During the show, he was loud. Yeah. I uh, Was it? First show or second show? Uh, the second show when he was getting really loud. Yeah. And I had to finally pick him up, move him way back backstage. Yeah. And I just pet him. Yeah. For like five minutes straight. Yeah. To shut him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second I took my hand away. It's, it's true. They do get so comfortable once you hold them. Right. 
you know, tightly but not too tight, right? And just, right. just pet the top of the head. They really just the go out. The security of it, yeah. Yeah, they just go out. So that's the funniest thing about it. It's like the, the places where you give me the least amount of problems is the thing you're most worried about, which is I walk out with him first thing and I hand someone in the audience the hold. And I know yeah. – they don't know it, but I know they're going to hold him for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> I know he is my – It's pretty amazing that that works. <laughs> yeah, no, there my... will come a show when that will die. The chicken will die during that half hour. <laughs> yeah. And then it's It'll going to be a different show. So just be ready for that show. <laughs> I do have to be ready for that. You're right. I've planned for his escape in the theater mm-hmm. before. You have planned for him, him to die. I've planned for him to die in someone else's arms. You're right. I should plan for that. And you, uh, there, are two, there are two death scenarios you need to plan for. Yeah. One is you just need to plan for him dying. And two is you need to plan for that audience member to accidentally kill him. <laughs> oh, just squeeze him too tight. Yeah. <laughs> there are two different scenarios that you need to plan for. Mm-hmm. In a, you know, like in the larger run, we were prepared for that. We had right. backup bows. Yeah. You know, but uh, we didn't play by the rules. If we rotated them every night, we would care less about them. But instead, RJ and I had picked one to be Beauregard, and everyone else was just as undersized who were right. never used. We really just liked <laughs> yep. we, uh, rules of human engagement. He had to, his camera test was better. It's true. It's true. He was he was the most fun to use in the, in the trick. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Eric Dittleman, if you're listening, uh, thank you, buddy. You're the one who gave me this trick. <laughs> and so, I want to talk about you doing, uh, doing Hillbill Show at Matt King as well. Yeah. I, I came and saw uh, the second show, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then we hung out afterwards. Um, when I went to the Harris box office to get my ticket. Oh, God. So, this is, not, uh, this is not anything about Matt. This is not anything about the staff in the theater. This is the box office at Harris, yeah. which handles... All of the shows at all of the Caesars Entertainment properties. Right. Now you go to the one right across from Max Theater? I went to the one right across from – in the, in the casino there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So down on the casino floor, went to the box office down there. Uh, there were two lines, so I got to use my, my fancy, uh, my fancy platinum uh, card to, to get in to skip roller. the line, which was good because I was already running late. And uh, so I get there, and I go up to the, to the counter, and I say, uh, I want to go see uh, the Matt King show. It starts in two minutes. Uh, I want to go see uh, Hillbill on for Matt King. And she goes, you want to buy a ticket? <laughs> I said, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> the incredulity in her voice <laughs> at the implication that I was going to purchase a ticket to a show. <laughs> I guess. I just looked at her, but yes. Who was that? I saw like a cat suit. He went to Mariah Carey, and, and he said, uh, "He said like, hey, uh, you know, here's my tickets." And, and, the, and the, the woman, the usher, goes, oh, "Are you with house seats?" Ah! <laughs> and he's like, "Maybe you shouldn't just ask that <laughs> openly." House seats is a is a service in town that, that basically provides very cheap or free tickets to to its members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get they get an email every morning. Yeah, and you can and it helps fill in the seats. It's a very big thing for locals who want to go see shows all the time. Right. They create all the shows pop up on there, and sometimes some really great shows, i.e., like a Mariah Carey concert, will pop right. up on there from time to time. Oh, but it was the it was the funniest and fucking like, thing. You, you know, you want to at least keep you know you just don't want the person who's paying full price to feel like a, a, a dildo. No. Right. That's it. Yeah. You don't want somebody who just paid two hundred dollars to, to yeah. get a seat to realize the person next to him paid twelve dollars. Right. Allow the show the illusion of success. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let my first trick be the illusion of success. <laughs> um, so what happened after that? I, I said yes. I want. I want to purchase a ticket, and she said, uh, "Oh, well, okay." And, uh, 
And then, then we went through with the transaction. Yeah. And then got, got my ticket and came up to the showroom. But as I was walking away, because it, it didn't strike me as terribly weird yeah. when, uh, when we had the interaction. Walking away from it, I realized like, that's, that's like the worst thing that you can do. <laughs> you're, you're just working at a box office selling tickets for different shows. And you're surprised when someone purchases a ticket. I think also that like there is like anyone who checks into Harrah's gets some kind of good deal. I'm sure, like yeah. Like in their um, – this is because this is how I got myself fired from Million Dollar Quartet. Because mm. I was flying from Million Dollar Quartet, which is why if you're going around inside that casino, it's like right. weird, weird memories. That was the – it was not, not my favorite job. I, I don't enjoy flying. Right. And Paul has an ability that I don't have. Uh, that ability is fading. Yeah, right. But I understand. I, I can do it inside a hotel, but yeah. I can't do it outside anymore. I'm no, no, no. But that's the thing. In Harris, <laughs> you do it inside, but it's just after a while, like, no, I it's, just... No, it's, it's mind-numbing. Yeah, and the rejection... Yeah, that's it, all it is. Like, the one for every person goes like, oh, what's this? Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Which is all you want. Mm-hmm. To the amount of like people just like no thank you oh, oh dude God. Like, oh they think you you're, it's like you're hitting their baby in the <laughs> face you like hey uh, would you like to save some money on a on a show you know I what s- man I'll see you in hell <laughs> you pull that shit with me you give me a discount flyer fuck you fuck you your whole family. <laughs> Burn your whole family. You asked me already two hours ago. Oh, my God. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Don't start me with that shit. People coming back. I, oh, God, I hate people so much. That's oh, like, people I, are the worst. You want to just grab them and shake them so hard and be like, have you no idea how many human beings have walked past me in the last ten minutes, let exactly. alone two hours? Exactly. I have to, you no concept? I used and then to do, it's like, of course you don't. Right. I, ah! used, I used to do something similar but kinder uh, to prostitutes in, in casinos <laughs> that I would work in often. You asked me already. Yes. <laughs> I would stop. You sucked my dick two hours ago. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I would stop. And what do you, what do you think? Uh, I'm reloaded already? <laughs> think I'm made of money and amazingly working balls? No, you nothing. Of the time it takes, what's that? What's that called? What's that little bit of that little time period? Respite. No, it has an official name. Oh, between yeah. orgasms. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. For a dude, rejuvenation. No. Oh, it'll come to me. Reload. It'll come no. on you. I'll I'll figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, I would stop it. it I have to look it up af- after refill? about the third time. No, it's not refill. <laughs> Top off. <laughs> After about the third time, I would stop and I would look at him and I'd go, "Hey, just do me a favor. Remember, remember me. Remember what I look like. I work here. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come past here every day, a couple yeah, times yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah. Just remember me. We can wave at each other. We can be. We can be friendly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I, I'm not staying in the hotel. No, I mean when people say like, no, no, thanks, whatever. That's fine. It's still actually, but the thing is for me, still over time. Even the right. if, you, if you get no thanks for like a half hour straight and no one takes anything out even of your polite, hands, even polite no thank yous. You're like the refractory period. The refractory period. What that's, kind of refractory period do you think I have? That's for guys, yes. <laughs> I was like, I know, why is this word escaping me? What did you Google to look that up? Uh, time between orgasms. <laughs> okay, 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 good. And it said the the average male refractory period uh, is somewhere between what did it say, fifteen minutes to a half an hour. Okay. Thank uh, you. Mine's down to like an hour and a half. Uh, the, according to some <laughs> studies, 18-year-old males have a refractory period of about 15 minutes. 
while those in their 70s take about 20 hours. Oh, just kill me now. With the average for all men being about a half hour. Yeah. So, okay, 20 hours. 20 hours. Once a day doesn't seem awful for somebody in their 70s. Yes. I guess. I guess. I mean, at that point, it seemed terrible. It seemed miserable. I imagine in my 70s that I'm not going at it every time thinking I'm going to be Peter North. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't go be the decorator every time. Even right now, I'm not really like, (laughs) all right, that's the first one knocked out. Well, let's get, I mean. let's get, let's get somebody on deck. It's like, yeah. no, no, because I'm out. Uh, I'm done. 18. You're right. I was often cognizant of my refractory uh, period, yes. right? Like, yeah, yeah. maybe All we right. can get one in, you know, in, uh-huh. after dinner too. Ah. Right. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I put my refractory period to the test. I agree. <laughs> now thinking about it, it has, it has been at least three years since I can recall even through self-pleasure, <laughs> aiming towards completion more than one, more than once within a three-hour window. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, teenagers-wise. Oh, oh yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> self-pleasure, forget it. So that's it, yeah. There's, there's numerous signs. There's a lot of data yeah. on the refractory period. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, know, you know the exact time. I was recalling. I, was I think about, I had it down to three minutes when I was like fifteen. I just realized that my sister-in-law at the things you know, my brother listens, which uh-huh. is fine, and my dad listens, which is you're welcome for this info, dad. And uh, <laughs> I, I seem to be okay with that. Then my sister-in-law mentioned she listened, and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> put you oh, on, that's, your, that's put you on your heels a little bit, and then she was like, I always have to fast forward whenever you talk about your sex life. Oh. And I said, I don't talk about my sex Not life on much, air. No. And then she goes, No, you talk about your past sex life. I was like, Oh. You, when you start going to do your Shirley MacLaine sex life, <laughs> the sex life you've lived before. When I was before. a Civil War veteran, my refractory period was 35 minutes <laughs> on the time. So a good, a good friend of mine, uh, Levi, if you're listening, which uh, shout out to, uh, I went and saw their band last night, Levi Petrie and the Radio Publica. Yeah. Uh, they, were, they were in town from, from Los Angeles last night when I saw them. Uh, I've seen them before. I've seen them in L.A. before. And uh, I, so I've met the other members of the band. Levi is, a, is an old, dear friend of mine from college. And uh, so I've met the other members of the band. So uh, you hang out with a lot of deer. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a deer friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five you point should, buck. Friend. You should see the rack on him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he's, he was telling me last night they, they were driving in from L.A. and uh, his dad and stepmother had flown in to to come see the show in Vegas. And so they they were in from uh, they I guess they had flown into L.A. and they were flying out of Vegas. So they're in the van with them on their on their way in. And uh, the guys, the, the other guys in the band, I guess they got, they were like, oh, is, is Jacob going to come to the show tonight? Because uh, they know that I live in Vegas. Yep. What does Jacob do again? Uh, he he runs, uh, runs the show Absinthe at Caesars Palace and he and does a podcast. And they go, oh, we should, we're, we're in the car driving from L.A. We should listen to Jacob's podcast. Oh, boy. And Levi said, no, 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 no. My father and stepmother are in the car. We will not be listening to Jacob's podcast. <laughs> we can listen on the way back. <laughs> we can listen once my once my father and stepmother are not in the car anymore. We can listen to the podcast. Yeah, not not until then. Hilarious. Um. So, <laughs> so 
So, oh, so it felt nice to it felt nice to be on the way to do a showroom in Harris and not and passing by the place where I used to flyer. It yeah. felt nice that that was the case that yes. was happening. Um, the the upside for the show the other day. I mean, there were several upsides for the show the other day, but one big upside for the show the other day was the bar staff. Yeah, very complimentary. Yes, and if you if you've ever been in or around show business, the the uh, support staff in the room, so like the bartenders, the ushers. Those are the people. If you can get them on your side, it's huge. Uh, yeah, like I'm and, because, and it's, for it's the, they have no reason to lie about anything. They have right? no reason to lie. That, so that if you ever talk to the ushers, it's really hilarious. Like if you would talk to the ushers at absinthe, yeah, they'd, they'd be like, I don't know why the sack goes on after. Like they would Absolutely. tell you something very specific that they would love to fix in the yes. show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, and that would happen at Fifty Shades too. If you're talking to stage management, and also the guys who sit people down and be like, you know, they don't even speak English as a first language. Right. And they'd be like, this song, I think they should just move this. You know, you're like, what? Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> what? And so, like, uh, you know, uh, I remember this was a big compliment to Paul was when Paul was first on as the lead. Uh, the staff would actually come out and watch him do uh, the "I Fuck" song oh, really? all the time. <laughs> and like, oh, they, they, they've been over the show for a long, long time. They stopped watching me and the and the other lead do that number <laughs> completely, right? But they n- would still come out to watch the audience Aww. react to Paul doing that song that's, all the that's time. Ver- that's very nice. Uh, and I was like, that's such a that's just a testament to whatever. And it was always a, really nice whoever was hear. playing Anastasia. It was always like the, the house staff was like very honest about like who they would come out. To oh watch right, right, right. Yeah, do that role. That's oh. true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> if someone came back, like that's good. The person who came back, that's good. Right. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. What did you really think? They really they let me know. Uh-huh. I should have done that in my in my uh, show reports. I should have been putting in like usher yeah, yeah, bartender yeah. comments. Bartender, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> bartender thumbs up. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, the bartender last night though after the after the second show when when you and I went to the bar, mm-hmm. he's like, oh yeah, you you were great. I'm gonna, I'm going to tell Mac all about you and everything. Yeah. Which I love the idea that the bartender's opinion matters. Yeah. At least in his own mind. That's why I was like, please do. Yeah. Well, I thought it was just fantastic that Mac was so quick to give you the opportunity. Yeah. And Remember? I owe a lot to uh, um, Zach, uh, Piff's manager. Right. Uh, uh, Mac's manager and, and uh, Piff's manager of a great uh, relationship. Great. And so uh, he was the one who vouched for me. And I think uh, more to the point, you just like you're saying, the, the bar staff was odd, but they were they were into it because it was – Really, you knocked it out of the park. So, I mean, you know, like you, you, you stepped up to the challenge and hit it. and It was a fun show. It's I going mean, good, good. I, I was happy with it. The first show felt a little, doing an hour long instead of a half hour, you know, mm-hmm. matters. And so it felt a little mechanical to yeah. me. And I wasn't happy with it after the show was over. I felt like we did a fine show. I mean, I felt like the audience got their money's worth. Still got a lot of not. good laughs. Yeah, I mean, I, this is a, the first half hour that I did in the show is the first is the half hour I did to open for Piff. It's the one right. I've been working so on. So you're ready so with just, that. That one was just that, mm-hmm. that one's fun to do. Although it does, it gets different laughs with families, it gets different laughs in a different yes. atmosphere. Oh sure. And so uh, that was interesting to adjust to in a different room. Different room, and then um, then the second half of the show was built between new tricks and stuff that we did in the Hillbill show back in November. So it's psychic bow, and I threw another. This is the funny thing. So if you learn magic, anyone out there who ever thought about learning magic, if you learn magic, it's one thing to learn card tricks. But when you learn performance magic, there's a thing called magician's guilt. This is the first thing that like Teller taught me about when he's teaching me ropes, which is that like you want you something in your body mm-hmm. wants to get caught doing what you're doing. Interesting. Okay. There's just something in your body that like whatever. And so when you first you make moves to quickly to deliberately you know if you want to palm a card and move it you have to like you physically betray yourself you do 
And I'm doing a new trick on my show. I was doing, I was doing several tricks for the third time because I was, you know, got my practicing what I could before this show. But I was yeah. doing certain tricks for the third time. And this one trick has a gimmick in it where I palm it in my hand and then apply it to the, the to the device and then uh, and then I get rid of it. And the second show, which I was feeling a lot better about it, you know, we talked, you we all talked backstage. I wanted to bring it, bring my energy up. I wanted to enjoy it. I wanted to have more more fun mm-hmm. in the show. So the second show was more funny and more fun and engaging. I thought mm-hmm. the magic was a little sloppier because of it because I just shifted yeah. my focus. Sure. But the magician's guilt, the sloppiness is not magician's guilt. I literally took the gimmick that I palmed in my hand, and I talked to, to, to an audience member, and I, out of my hand, it came out of my hand, and I pointed to an audience member with it in my hand. How funny. <laughs> Just not even thinking. Not even thinking. And uh, James Kelsey, who's a, a magician mm-hmm. here in town, does a lot of street magic and stuff. Uh, also, also does theatrical magic. I, 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 I talked to him from time to time, too, as a, as a magician. He was like, "Hey, uh, the this trick that you're doing—I don't want to say which one because everyone will look for it. We're about to go yeah, do yeah. it. We're about to go do it at Tyranny, so I don't mm-hmm. want people even looking for it." Right. But he's like, "This trick you're doing with the blank." I said, "Yeah." He goes, "You've been doing that for a while." I go, "That's my third time." He goes, "Yeah." Uh, I go, "I go." I flashed. He goes, "Big time." I go, "Yeah." That was not flashing. That was magician's guilt. I physically pointed at someone with the gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like, "Oops, that's in my hand." And he's like, "Okay, I just..." I don't know if anyone else would tell you, and I, I'm, yeah. as a magician in the audience, I wanted to be like, no, right. I said, please tell me. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, James, are always welcome to give me feedback. Nicest guy in the world. There's no, I feel like there's no, uh, no, no, no added bullshit to him, him yeah, telling yeah. me what's what. And I was standing there for this. I mean, he, he said it very kindly and, yeah. and, was, and was genuinely just, just but trying I to be helpful. I took the thing I was hiding from the audience out of my hand and pointed to an audience <laughs> member with it. <laughs> wow. And that's why you practice. Right. You know, over and over again. So you, I mean, you, things like you, that could happen, claim, you, you could claim it's misdirection. Yeah, I could. It's the biggest misdirection <laughs> because it's the direction. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I'm doing the trick. Oh, that can't be how he's doing the trick. He just told us that's how he's doing the trick. Yeah. Wait, that was how he was doing the trick. And again, he fooled me. It's a te- like again the testament to like who I who I've gotten my tricks from and who I practice with. Like some of them are so good. Like even when I do them sloppily, sometimes it still becomes so convincing at the end that the audience doesn't even know if the thing they thought they definitely saw right. me do sloppily, which is true. Well, that was happened or not. That was the thing. Lynn uh, was there helping us as well. Yeah, and uh, and Larry and they were. Uh, Lynn was watching, and there was a bit of a, a shift up when handing Bo off stage. Yeah, surreptitiously getting him off the stage. Yeah, and then there's and then having him in the bag. And yeah. once the bag began its movement <laughs> on the stage, the people who had had first had some doubt suddenly they were like, "Wait, there's still a chicken on the stage." <laughs> Noticed that it was really funny, so it is so. Um, yeah, so that was all good. I mean, it, I, I was very happy, self correct. You know, I was, yeah. I was warned ahead of time. I, I mean, I thought to pen for like a half hour before doing the show on the telephone when he first was came up that I might be doing it. And he just says that, you know, if you listen to Penn Sunday School, go back and listen to that episode, we go over it. Like, the audience is not expecting to see you, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it, it is an afternoon show, one yeah. o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock in the afternoon. It's an afternoon show. People are coming with their families. Performing for families is very different than performing for people. You know, like adults won't laugh at certain jokes in front of their children, etc. Sure. Children won't get certain jokes. Um, a lot of my previous Hibble material made fun of mentalism. Mentalism means nothing to children. Right. Um, uh, it's a it's terrible room. Just yeah, the, the layout a, of a, the room. The room is meant to – it's an old Vegas showroom. And yeah. It's meant to house much larger houses than what an mm-hmm. afternoon magic show brings. They do their best to pack everyone up front. But that, overall, they, their staff did a great job of seating. Oh they yeah, did, that's for sure. 
but overall, you, it's a it's a it's a cavernous room. Yeah. Is. You, so you're not going to get any. And and I already knew this from doing the show outdoors, basically in New Hampshire, that when you don't in comedy clubs, I have to sometimes I have to really push to finish on time to get uh, off mm. off the stage in time for for Piff's to make sure Piff has enough time. Because the comedy clubs, it's so intimate, and you, and you just push, and you get all the tension in the room. You can sit in moments, and you can you can really roll with stuff. Because it all just comes right back at you. Yeah, you can extend bits. You can do all this stuff comedically. That when you're in a when you're in a cavernous room, it just doesn't bounce that way. No. It just right. doesn't. You don't feel the inclination to keep a bit going to mess with someone. You know, like so I mess with people well, here the and same, there. This is the same vibes that, that we've done, depending on where we're performing Bucket Show. Oh, exactly. Bucket Show has changed. I mean, when we do Tiny Bucket Show, yeah. whole different thing. Oh, it's a and totally the kind different. of bits that we do. Yeah. You can watch the shows. Yeah, they're different. Very. And so uh, I was running fast for all of my stuff, mm-hmm. which I was prepared for. It's so why we we added. Uh, I added the, the 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 couple of bits to the show because yeah. of it. Um, and one of them was uh, uh, my closer, my mm-hmm. whole closer for the Jack, because the, the closer for uh, Old Hill Bill was a big mentalist bit, and would not. Right. It was a very long setup that would, I believe, bore children, mm-hmm. and so we did not want to do that. And so RJ gave me his closing trick. Ah, his actual closing. It's the one that he did at um, Scoop Fest for Scoop Fest mm-hmm. and Scoop Fest in uh, 2016. Second First Scoop, Scoop Fest. Fest, yeah, whatever. Technically. Yeah. First Vegas Scoop Fest. Right. Um, which was crazy to me because mm-hmm. it's a great trick and he does it so hilariously. Like yeah. when he did it for us, I was like on the floor crying, laughing. So to, to have to do it. Uh, so in order to practice this, we had the family reunion out in Messer, Maryland. Oh, good. And my wife, being the instigator that she is, organized our second family talent show. Nice. This is, she organized the first one as well. Great. My family doesn't do talent shows. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we little nephews and cousins stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they said, and I and I literally in like a like a like a text chain I was like, "Who wants to do a talent show?" And um, and I have a nephew Logan who's becoming this great dancer. Uh, and I thought like, and I literally wrote like, "Well, I got to practice this trick that I'm closing Max shows out with, so I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it." Mm-hmm. And like everyone is like, "Oh, Pat's gonna do a trick. Pat's gonna do a trick. Here we go." And I was like, "I haven't even done. It. I'm doing it for the first time. Yeah, I'm yeah. practicing it." Uh, but it was uh, so the first time I did it was for in front of my family for my family reunion. Yeah, and uh, it went it went well there, uh, and then it went over really well. I thought at Max. Is there uh, a storm yeah. coming? Storms are coming. Yeah, it seems wow. like wind's blowing a little bit. Yeah, sorry guys, I'm just uh, we, we don't get wind out here. Look at the the skies are dark. Yeah, wow. You're also oh, looking I, at them through a tree. Oh, I hope it rains. Uh. Uh, me too. Uh, at any rate, it was incredibly awesome to get the opportunity. I felt overall, I felt good about the shows. I thought they went great. Yeah, like for like I said, for that room. Yeah, the responses you got. Yeah, kick, it was kick ass. Well, that's the thing. Ending the shows on RJ's trick, there are yeah. two built-in big laughs yep. in that trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, and RJ is a fucking genius for figuring this out because the the actual card trick that you're doing. Is real simple, yeah, right, and it's usually not an, uh, a a ten to fifteen minute bit, but I perform it like RJ, so I do it for ten to fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. nice. and it's got two big laughs packed into it, just built into the goddamn trick, and, and they crush trusting it. it, it just is so wonderful. Yeah. and then RJ gives me nice simple adjustments. He goes, "Oh, you can do that stand here and make him lift the stand there." Right. You know, like you're t- if you if you 
two feet closer together, it doesn't get a laugh. If you're two feet further apart, it gets a laugh. Two feet further apart is even funnier. Right. And that's for the same thing. And I was like, okay, great. You know? Yep. And then he gave me great notes on it afterward. Uh, it's just anyone who knows this from beginning something, right? Like if you teach yourself how to play guitar or when you first take your first improv classes, mm-hmm. right? Like you know you've been funny, right? And you know you're going to go out there and be funny. Uh, and you can do a show where everyone goes, that's a good show, but you just know, in your mind, you know better and stuff still happens anyway. Mm. And I'm just still at that point. And I can't bitch. I'm playing for Matt King's Theater. I've been doing, I've been doing magic since October. Right. I cannot bitch. No, the, the up to, but, but I, I'd but say. it is frustrating for me as an artist that, but I'm saying it's a universal artistic frustration. Sure. Which is that like my body and my mouth still won't do things that I know better in my brain. But don't oh, you yeah. think, I mean, you're in the right space. Don't you think Penn and Teller still have those days? You know what I mean? Like oh, I mean, it's they a, practice things to death before right, it hits the stage. Right, 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 right. And, 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 and you're in the right mindset. Yeah. Yes, you've been given an inordinate amount of opportunities. Yeah. Yes, you've had incredible help from the greatest magicians alive. <laughs> right. Like, not just Penn and Teller, yeah. the greatest magicians alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you are humble and smart about it. Yeah. You're not, you're not taking any of this shit for granted, and you are using the opportunities well. No, I mean. So if you weren't being hard on yourself, yeah. if you weren't saying, boy, I better keep getting this better, yeah. I need to improve, yeah. then people could have room to talk shit. Be yeah. like, well, motherfucker's getting every opportunity because he's working with the greatest magicians alive. Yeah. But you're not squandering it at all. No, no, but the, I mean that's the thing is like in this show that we did today is the one we're going to do at Tierney's. Yeah, um, and I'm excited about that because this show that I have right now, that hour that we did, yes, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, I'm happy with the way it is. It as feels a show. good, and so I'm excited. It's like I left yesterday being like, man, if I could just be knocking this out every day, every day, you and me both. Well, exactly. <laughs> No, exactly, and, and, and but I mean yeah. that, of course, even art- both, yeah, artistically and, and you know whatever. Yeah. No, d- dude. Yeah. After the day, and here, I, this is what I wanted to say to you too. I think you should thank your lucky stars that you had afternoon shows yesterday. There was something in the air <laughs> at night. Oh my god, what a shit show! It's tough. Anne texted me. Things got crazy at her yeah. work. My work was bananas. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard. Like one of the things, like I love. Like the thing, the thing that Penn warned me about. Pen, uh, one of the things Max shows they're not expecting you, right? And so they're not yes. going to be nice to you. Uh, I'm used to that. Mm-hmm. And so, as an opener for Piff, especially in comedy clubs, you're an improviser. Yeah, nobody likes us. <laughs> and you're used to going like, trust me, just stay with me for, just let me get it going. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're, you're in good hands. We've had plenty of shows <laughs> where nothing hits for 15 minutes or 20. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden you're and rolling. Then, and then we've also had bad shows. <laughs> You're right, <laughs> motherfucker. You're right. You're right. No, it's true, but there's nothing worse than bad improv. Nothing. <laughs> true. Nothing on this planet compares to the agony yeah. of poorly, poorly done improvisation. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you're would, ready. I would rather watch a bad magic show than right. a bad improv show. Right, <laughs> So you're ready. Yeah. You're good. I mean, not only, yeah. Yeah. Visually, you're already far more interesting than every improv show. <laughs> well, that, you have a costume. I have a costume. There are props up on the stage. Yeah. There's you, shit to look at. A, you're already eight steps ahead of improv. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's the thing that I enjoy. 
is that you have this thing where like, oh, even if I'm, you know, whatever, even if I'm just like uh, annoying, these still these things still happen. Right. right. <laughs> that make the audience go like, wait a minute. You know? And that's what they came for. So that's that's the important thing. Yes. It's just it's just uh you know, but I had a great you know, I, I had a phone call with RJ afterward. We just had like a, like a nice little chat about stuff and mm-hmm. like where and just, just, just an honest assessment of like this was I should be happy for what we did and I was. And Obviously, Here's these where are, these we can are, these, improve. These are the three things I need to start working on to really kind of start getting better. And, and shout it. out to RJ and Larry and uh, uh, Lynn. Lynn for coming and helping us with everything. Absolutely. I just, you guys, it's insane, insane how yeah. much support we get. Yeah. Um, and that's it. It is insane. It is awesome. And so. Uh, and I think you even had a scoop or two in the audience. I did. I just I was like, are you selling t-shirts? And I was like, people don't even know they're going to see me today. No, I didn't bring t-shirts. It's <laughs> amazing. Know, it, was, it was scoops that came out who wanted to, who wanted to buy a Hillbill t-shirt. Uh, I, you know, and for everyone, I get a lot of shout-outs for the Hillbill merchandise. I don't have uh, – we, we, we don't have a Patreon <laughs> yet for Hillbill, so I don't have a, right. a flowing budget to do it. So it's, about, it's a personal budget issue for me to mm-hmm. roll out the merch, which, which I still want to do. And we have ideas, and Larry's helping me out, and we want to do it. Uh, but that we should get new new shirts out soon, mm-hmm. uh, sooner rather than later. But it was uh, it was awesome. It was, I'm so happy. I'm so happy I got to do it twice in a day. If I'd only gotten to do one show, I think I would have had a harder day. But getting getting to turn around and reload and just make adjustments and, and go so right quick, back out there, not having to think about it too long. Loved it. Yeah, no, loved dude, it. loved great. it. And it so was I, it was really great. nice to go there and knock out a second show. Well, I had yeah, I had a lot of fun doing it too. It was it was Paul uh, was very so very. Silly. Love is a giant psychic chicken. Oh yes. Well, who who doesn't love a giant psychic chicken? Very loved is a giant psychic yeah. chicken. It's nice to just come out on stage. We're saying giant. I mean, I think for a psychic chicken, I think he's an average average size. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty fucking big. I'll say this: I have lost a few lbs since we did the performance in November. Yeah, that suit fits much better. Oh, good. oh, good. It was so unforgiving before. It's still. It's now I realize. Oh, it's just because I'm tall. Yes. It's not meant for my size. Right. It's not just my girth. No, no, no. It's just jumping up into my business because <laughs> my shoulders are high. Right. That's all there. Yeah. You're yeah. a long torso gentleman. I, I am. I am. I have a bit of a mid. A mid- you're an average should, torsoed uh, we psychic should, chicken. Yeah. We but should adjust a, it. We should cut open and put like a fake like shell, like as if you still have like a broken shell around it. I love it. that. <laughs> I, well, I mean, but, but then the does that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. but. Well, we'll figure who cares? it out. I mean, and, and honestly, who ca- you're right. They wouldn't, would fuck, they wouldn't care. No. no. Because you're, cause, cause deep down they know it's not. <laughs> they know. They know. They know. Wait, wait. wait. There's, there's, a, there's yeah. something in them that's telling them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think you're right. I think we could probably get away with that. And they'll still be like, okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> um, that's, that's funny. That's so funny. people in Vegas who want to see it, I think they're going to give me another date. I basically, like the advantage I have mm. on this gig is that I'm a local hire. Uh, same way, don't same way I in. finally got into Second City. Yeah. Like, really. Like, yeah. like I think that the, the final, I mean, I, ha- I had a writing, cam- a letter writing campaign from my cast. Which is crazy, by the yeah. way. I can't get over how much that meant, number yes. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they only would bring in people from Chicago. Yes. Number two, I think they went, oh, we don't have to pay rent. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, that thing is like, and so it's not that I, if I play again, it will be sporadic, and it's because sure. any longer engagement, there are more accomplished magicians. In fact, this was an add-on to someone who's already doing next week for him. Ah. 
But it's a matter of that, like, because of that. their schedule had a little slip here. Paying for flights, paying for accommodation, right. yes. blah, blah, So mm -hmm. it's, it's these one-offs, so it's not worth it to pay for the travel of someone more accomplished than I to come sure. in. Right. Sure. have a nice advantage. Yeah. But uh, this, how, uh, this is how it works. But I love that. This is like, the tier we're at I'm right glad. now. Exactly. It, it makes it, it feels much actually better. for like, Oh, good. That makes sense. Great. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and also just having RJ come out to help. Uh, having you there, it felt cooler also to share the experience and instead of just me rolling in on myself, it was by my, on my own to do it. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, all right, we should get into some scoop mail. We right? sure should. Physical scoop mail. That's the wrong song. <laughs> we got mail in the Road box. I love it. Road rig fail number one. Message for you. Sir. We don't have physical scoop mail. It's regular scoop mail. Regular we... scoop mail. Regular scoop mail. <laughs> hey, look, Let's people send us emails. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got a follow-up from our friend Jason, who, who sent us the, the email taking us to task about the, uh, the, the, the cake baking. Oh, good? Yeah, yeah no, good. <laughs> yes, good. Uh, Jason is saying hello again. Thank you uh, very sincerely for addressing the issue in uh, episode 482, Slow Bath. Uh, so for people who didn't, who didn't catch it, basically we just made uh, fools of ourselves addressing the, uh, the, the bakery, the, the bakery yeah. that wouldn't uh, do the decoration that the, the quick, homosexual my company... My quick way to say this is that company, we got, we, we couple. Got, the three of us got caught... Really getting wrapped up in speaking from uh, the perspective of the reach of law, yes. instead of speaking from our hearts or our own morality. Right. right. So we, 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 we to, at least to Jason and probably some other people as well, uh, made it seem as though we were uh, just endorsing the people who were saying, "No, we will we, th this." Let's this, go ahead and not serve gays all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just I expected, if anything at all, a brief. Which is uh, if we created this podcast to serve the gays. <laughs> it's true. It's true. No other reason. If anything at all, I, I, I expected, if anything at all, a brief digression. I was gobsmacked to hear an entire segment devoted to the matter. It's quite a, a bizarre feeling to be listening to a popular podcast on your way home from work, only to find them suddenly talking about you by name. Uh, I'm not one of those people uh, on a hair trigger just want, waiting to be offended by something. Uh, I don't want you to think I was accusing you of, of uh, moral approval of discrimination. It's just that I felt like you were coming dangerously close to a tacit approval of a legal framework that allows for discrimination, a feeling that you eliminated completely with your thoughtful discussion. I will remain a listener for the foreseeable future. That's wonderful, uh, which makes me happy as Ice Cream Social is always you, the first podcast I listen to. again, you jerks. <laughs> Challenge accepted. No, <laughs> <laughs> if I gave you up, then I'd have to listen to Freakonomics or something, and nobody wants no, that. No, don't do that. Gosh. What are you doing with your life? That's from Jason. Abortion and the crime weight. I get it. <laughs> that, that was their big one, right? That was. That was the that's, big thing. That's that the hit. home run. Yeah. 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 I mean, which abortion, is something abortion I think about plays. all the time. It's, it's no, a no, dangerous no, argument. Yes. Freakonomics. Here we go. All right, Jason, you ready? Freakonomics. Ready to stop listening get again? Get your email fingers no, no, no. ready, Jason. <laughs> Free, I'm saying Freakonomics is guilty of is, is, is something I didn't, until I was friends with Penn. You know, I read Freakonomics before I moved to Vegas. Okay. Uh, it's guilty of uh, causation. Uh, co correlation. Co correlation and causation. Causation versus causation, right? Causality. So he yeah. likes to say... The big thing he got famous for saying was that, like, mm -hmm. when abort when abortion became legal and more accessible, yeah. crime rates went down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard and that. so, uh, and that still pops into my head all the time when there's all these fights against uh, Roe v. Wade, and you know we're we're about to live in a country where it's illegal again to have one. So, um, it's it's. I just read I just read yesterday uh, Nevada apparently has a law on the books that was enacted about thirty years ago. Uh, that 
makes it uh, legal in the state of Nevada to have an abortion within the first 28 weeks of pregnancy, I believe. So okay. there are a like few that. states that this uh, this stuff is cropping up. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong about that number. So, but 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 but, uh, but yeah, apparently is, Nevada has a law in the books already that, that protects it, right. even if even if uh, the, it's not. The, Trump Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Even if it's not federally enforced. Yeah. yeah which state, I found very state, interesting. States' rights. Because there are a lot of states that have built in law for saying once the Supreme Court says right. it's illegal, it's illegal. Right. But, like there's a lot of like trigger laws in other, in other yeah. uh, yep. states. So Nevada is, is a state that has the opposite of that. So I got a feeling people who enjoy uh, freedom and sexuality – will probably start moving to places like Nevada. It's <laughs> finally start. Finally start. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, no, I, th- I love this state for a lot of reasons. Too. It's got we got our problems. No no two ways about it, but I mainly I but we got the heat is a fucking problem. If we can if we, if we can't govern the heat then I'm, what can we go? I'm yeah. gonna tell you straight straight up ain't nobody fucking right now in this goddamn heat. <laughs> Nobody's nobody. fucking. Nobody's shitting. Nobody's fucking or shitting. They're, they're all they're all full of turd <laughs> and trying to find some air. Yep. That's it. Because you you, come, you know you have the you have the hottest business coming up coming your way and it is going to be swamp ass. Yeah. Monster. Oh. <laughs> Ick. Blah, 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 blah. Tell that all the people in the fucking uh, pools, the uh, the club pools. I did, oh. who, I did. Ah. Nobody wants that that fucking salmonella soup. It is so gross. Oh, but I they can't, do. No. I know they do, but why? I don't know. What are you doing to yourself? Well, you're hammered, and you see Man, someone attractive. That's, I can't, but... That's I really the even, A and the B of it. I, I can't I even imagine so. going to a public pool, let alone a public pool full of freaks. Yeah. Freaking they freak. I mean, it's never, it's never been something I've been successful with. <laughs> I've never gone to a pool and been like, well, I guess we got to fuck right now. <gasps> But that's what I happens guess that does happen in the day clubs. Oh no, they. they but that's what it's all about, right? Everything yes. goes down under the water. Yeah. Because your business is under the water. And when it's all when it's really surrounded with people soup, you can wear it over your wall. Oh my god. So, True. But you talk to people like at the to Cabana Boys, and their job is like to clean the filth, the pool filters. Yeah. You have no idea. I wonder what they do find. Earrings, I bet. Lots of earrings. Yeah. That's all I'm talking about. So many disgusting I bet they find earrings. jewelry <laughs> that has been cast asunder. I bet they find a hotel key. And you know what? If I turn this into lost and found, nobody claims in a week. Mine. <laughs> That's why I'm wearing all these earrings. And condoms. So many condoms. <laughs> no one claims them. Lightly used. <laughs> I had a barely used ribbed condom. I'm curious if anyone turned into lost and found. Barely used. Barely used. Uh, like I put it on, I fucked for like two seconds, and they're like, "Hey, stop!" I had to stop, and then I don't know. Can what you can you identify the condom? Yeah, it uh, it should it should, well it used to taste like raspberry. Uh, oh yeah, uh, hold on. <laughs> here, here, here you go. I'm sorry, I, I didn't think anyone was gonna come and claim it. So I was gonna chew on it like gum. I've been yeah, I've been chewing it like gum. <laughs> Because I know, because I know, has so much mouth aids. Because if, if you swallow gum, it can stay in your system for seven years. But I know from mule and cocaine that it goes. You can just take a swallow of condom; it goes right through. Yeah, yeah. and I don't, I don't, I don't always swallow. Oh, it. the lessons yeah. I've learned from mule and cocaine. <laughs> we don't know shit about lightning in a lake, but when it comes to swallowing condoms, we are expertise. <laughs> ah! 
We got one from Goop Scoop. Dear cult leader triumvirate, a friend of mine is looking to become a male stripper and was asking for a stage name. Female strippers are all named Candy or Fantasy. What is the male stripper equivalent of a bad stripper name? Uh, my partner has my favorite suggestion so far, which is Johnny Big Balls. Uh, forever fucking you in the face, Goof Scoop. Johnny Big Balls is good. pretty good. Yeah. Wasn't think, that uh, uh, Lisa Mo- Lampanelli's ex-husband's name? Yeah, oh, yeah. something Big Balls. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd l- I like Lord of Cock. <laughs> Lord of Cock. Uh, Lancelot would be a good one. Lancelot. Swingin' yeah. Thunder. Swingin' Thunder. Chad. <laughs> Too sexy. Uh, I would go with uh, Mr. October. Oh, good. Pre-cum Charlie. <laughs> Tarzan. Tarzan. Just, just a two-pump chump. Two-pump <laughs> chump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tiny Archibald. Nate Tiny Archibald for all you 70s basketball fans That's out there. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. How about you go by the name I Strip, but I will also fuck for money. <laughs> oh yeah, how about uh, how about a Russian med student? How's that? Well, I, think I think we're missing some obvious ones here. It just needs to be like Channing Tatum. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we, you want to? My, my like stripper a, name is Channing Tatum. Oh, go with, or go with like Tanning Tatum. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Or or state names. Put a state in your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name's Nebraska Mule. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. That's it. Okay, so it's a state and Nebraska an animal. Nebraska Mule is a great name. <laughs> so it's so I think state and an I don't animal. Know where that came from. That's I good. don't know either. That's what makes it fantastic. Yeah, that's really Nebraska Mule is pretty great. Stripping. Everyone will remember they strip with Nebraska Mule. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I, yeah, we should probably stop there because yeah. uh, that's that's it. But uh, a state name and an animal. Yeah, that's a good combo. We know that we like. Uh, let's put it to the test. We know yeah. that we like Nebraska mule, so let's go with uh, like Cal- California snake, New Jersey porcupine. Oh yeah, good. New Jersey porcupine, uh-huh. Jersey porcupine, Jersey, Jersey porcupine. porcupine. Oh yeah, that's better. Dirty Jersey would be a good name. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ohio. Uh, now we're just getting to like. It just sounds like we're saying. Universities. How about how about Carolina yes. Carolina spider? Carolina spider. <laughs> You better be flexible, right? You better be able to like, get all over yeah. the chairs and stuff. It's true. It's yeah, true. Yeah, if you're real bendy, Carolina Spider. Yep. Yeah. I like all these. Yeah. All right. You had Denver, Denver Mule? Was that it? No, Nebraska. No, Nebraska, Nebraska Mule. Mule. Nebraska Mule. Yeah. That, that should be your private label whiskey. No, the Nebraska Mule. I like it. Oh, which reminds me, I still haven't gotten any of, uh, of uh, Bob Dylan's whiskey. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's... I don't know ben if has it. a bunch of it. Does he? Yeah, he'll never drink it. You should buy that for him. Oh, yeah, there right. you go. No, he, he, he won't. He won't pet it. He won't. He will keep it forever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did look it up the other day. It's it's does, priced very reasonably. Does it, it have his blood in it? Yeah. Like the Kiss comic? What makes it Bob Dylan whiskey? Is it his, filled with his tears? Uh, he, I believe he did a lot of designs for the labels on them. Okay. Uh, yeah. That it's was his, It's his iron work that everything's modeled after. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then apparently he did a lot of uh, a lot of tasting and a lot of uh, a lot of work with the distillers on, uh, on, did, on the flavors. He gave a lot of feedback as to what it should taste like. Mm. No. I don't think this is enough. 
Needs to be a little more smoky. He actually said uh, it should taste like it's in a large room made of wood. It should taste more like it's in a large room made of wood. That's what one feedback yeah, he gave. Let me, let me, let me have that a makes, little. Uh, that makes more sense to me than I, than I think it should. <laughs> that, that is a comment. As a, as a, whiskey, as a whiskey drinker, yeah. uh, perhaps even a whiskey connoisseur, uh, in a large room made of wood, is a, that, that's a phrase that I'm like, oh, I can, I can understand that. Sip, lady, sip. <laughs> sip upon my custom label whiskey. Oh, it's time to do a little Jock versus Nerd. Wow. Goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Refractory period. <laughs> Explosion of refractory. <laughs> we got one here from Scoop of Steve. I'm about to open a refractory <laughs> full, of, full of gum. That's where they make that whiskey. Right. In my refractory full of whiskey, Dick. Submitted for your approval an international multicultural jock versus nerd. Okay. So this was so one that we're just going to get in trouble. Ready to lose. Three questions each. Congratulations, Jacob. Question from Matt. Where was Golda Mayer, uh, 1898 to 1978, born? Detroit, Gold. Rock City, Michigan, Haifa, uh, Hi- uh, now Israel, Kiev, now the Ukraine, or Jericho, Jordan? What is the name? Golda Meir. Yeah. Golda Meir, I'm going to say. I don't know uh, who Golda Meir is. Paul, do you know who that is? Uh, I know the name. Okay. I'm going to say. I, 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 yeah, I, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Israel. Uh, you're close. You're close. The The answer is Kiev. Uh, so I'm going to give you a partial credit for, uh, for Israel. <laughs> <laughs> this is American, uh, American education right here. Yeah. Oh, this is weird. Uh, Paul just said something about Kiss. Uh, question two. Where was Gene Simmons of the band Kiss born? Uh, born in 1949. Hungary. Haifa, Israel. Tel Aviv, Israel. Detroit, Rock City, Michigan. Who's this question for? This is Matt still. Yeah. Oh, it's still me. Yes. Uh, Israel's got to be the answer to one of these, right? Yeah. I'm going to go with Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, so close. The answer is Haifa, Israel. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm going to give you partial credit for that one because you did get the country correct. Oh, I didn't realize there was two Israel options. Yeah, it is Haifa or, or Tel Aviv. Th- that question Israel. was about Israel, yes. Yeah. Uh, in 1981, Matt, Ronald Reagan famously quipped, Boys will be boys after which country destroyed a nuclear reactor in Iraq? France, Germany, Ireland, or Israel? Uh, I'm going to say Israel. D, Israel! (laughs) Yes. That is correct. All right. Nice. One and a half. No, that's that's two because you had had two two partial credits and (laughs) and then got one right. So you got two points there. Well done, Matt. Questions for Paul. Yes. Name the Detroit Rock City Major League Baseball team. The Lions, the Tigers, the Bears, or the Plushies? The Tigers. The Tigers. Is that your final answer, Paul? It is. Are you sure? Yep. You don't want to go with the Plushies. <laughs> Pretty sure. So you're unaware that they've changed their name recently? I'm unaware. All right. <laughs> I'm going to give you partial credit for the Tigers. Partial credit. Okay. Well done. <laughs> uh, it is the Tigers. Uh, question number two. In the... 
Nippon, Nippon, Nippon. Uh, Professional Baseball League. What is the name of the Tokyo team? The Tokyo Suzukis. The Tokyo Yakult Swallows. The Tokyo Yankees. Or the Tokyo Cardinals. Tokyo Yankees. I'm sorry, it is the Yakult Swallows. Well, I prefer the Spits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Yakult Spits. But that is that is why Yakult is so popular. If granted. Yeah. At first I think I like the swallows, then you think about it. You're yeah. like, maybe I don't. After the refractory period, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and finally, Paul, for the tie. Yes. What teams will play each other in the 2018 Mexico City NFL game? Matt, would you know the answer to this? I don't think so. I wouldn't. Uh, the Chicago Bears versus the Green Bay Packers. The L.A. Rams versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The Washington Redskins versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Or the Detroit Rock City Lions versus the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I do think Scoop of Steve is on to something here. Every time Detroit is mentioned, someone should say Rock City. I do like it. I think if they, I think if they were just called the Rock City Tigers or the Rock yeah. City Lions, I think oh, we'd yeah. like all of that. You should absolutely uh, just call it, the, call it the Rock City Lions. Yeah, I'm going to go with the set with Green Bay in it. Uh, the Chicago Bears versus Green Bay Packers? Yeah. You don't think that that giant rivalry game would be played in, in uh, Chicago or Green Bay? You think, that, you think they would take that giant rivalry game oh, and move it? Wait, it's, it's Chicago. The best, the best part is, is Paul is now thinking, is Jacob just fucking with me? Or yeah. have, I, have I already gotten it right and he's fucking with me? I'm going to stick with it. Because, You're sticking with that? Yes. It, it's because I guess the Bengals be and, the, and the Lions sounds like a joke answer. Okay. Your, your guess was, was what, Matt? B, the Los Angeles. The Rams and the Chiefs. Only because Los Angeles is closer to Mexico. I just think mm. it's not that people, people wouldn't travel there. And you think that uh, the Lions versus the Bengals is uh, you think that's a joke answer? I think that's like us sending a turd to someone. <laughs> <laughs> like all the shit that's Here's gone a down terrible with example yeah, of, like, of uh, like, American football. Hey, Mexico, would you like to host an NFL game? Sure. Bengals versus Lions. Oh, well, fuck you, too. <laughs> you know what would be a great game to watch would be the Rams versus the Chiefs. And that's the game they're going to get to watch. Really? L.A. Rams versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry, Matt. Or, I'm sorry, Paul. That means you lose. Right. You, only have, you only have one. I'll take it. Uh, Matt wins with two. Sincerely, uh, that's Scoop of Steve. Thank you very much, Scoop of Steve. Thank you, Scoop of Steve. And uh, thank you, Penn Gillette, for creating this podcast. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Thank you to, let's see, I have some Patreons here I want to thank, some Patreon backers here. I want to thank uh, Nima Saravzeda. Seraf, I want to thank Nima Saravzeda, a.k.a. Nima Saravzeda. I want to thank Scoops of Data, whose refractory period is eight minutes. I want to thank Norberto, Norberto Samson, a.k.a. Samson Norberto. This is going to take a long time. Thank you, Sean Kellner. Refractory period, 0.2 seconds. I want to thank Patrice Baumhart, a.k.a. Patrice, my heart belongs to you. Sean Seymour, refractory period, 18 days. <laughs> 18, whoa. Patrick Heller, uh, also known as uh, Hattrick Peller. Pickles, no refractory period. Sherbert Hoover, a.k.a. the Ohio Spider. St. John John, refractory period, one sandwich. Not-so-famous Paul, a.k.a. the Oregon Bat. Frozen 49th scoop, refractory period, 49 seconds. Paulita Inholt, a.k.a. the New York Squirrel. Stephen Booth, refractory period, 
ate hot wings. Pete Boogie, a.k.a. the Vermont Woodchuck. Stephen Landon, refractory period, one hour. Pete McDougal, a.k.a. the Nevada uh, Pterodactyl. Cargo Van Killa, refractory period, as soon as he gets another kid in the van. (laughs) (laughs) Pete Romano, a.k.a. uh, the uh, Rhode Island um, uh, Daddy Long Legs. Country Scoop, refractory period, as long as it takes to break up some string beans. Peter Sanzone, uh, a.k.a. the Virginian uh, Swalla. Melty Goop Scoop, refractory period, as soon as it refreezes. Peter Van Pelt, a.k.a. the Washington Beaver. Smitty Scoop, refractory period, 18 years. Uh, Phil Cassidy. Sorry, Smitty. uh, uh, A.k.a. the uh, Maine Lobster. Ted Franowitz. No refractory period. <laughs> Just like you'll never have sex again, or you can go Just right away. A, it, it's constant priapism. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel George, uh, the uh, the uh, Texas uh, potato. Thomas Bailey, <laughs> refract refractory period. He bails on it. Uh, Rasmus Nielsen, aka the North Carolinian. Uh, uh, Hummingbird. Thomas Beach. His refractory period comes in waves. Dirty Scoop. The uh, Alabama Zebra. Coconut Time Travel. Refractory period yesterday. Rebecca Gardner. The uh, uh, Illinois um, Shutterbug. Ice Blue Scoop. Refractory period. One slow bath. Rich, a.k.a. Richard. XL Scoop. Refractory period. XS. Thirsty Scoop, a.k.a. Uh, the Woodchuck Woodchuck. Gaspacho Scoop, refractory period, as long as it takes to slurp down one delicious bowl of soup. Richard Fastnut, a.k.a. Uh, inventor of soup, allegedly. Tommy Hunanen, refractory period. Hunanen. Walter Scoopjack, the man, the myth, almost a legend, except someone forgot to write it down. Tony Banks, refractory period. He vaults over it. Scooperintendent, uh, little known fact, uh, hates books, allegedly. Tony Callie, refractory period. Uh, bully. <laughs> Rob Corb, allegedly a bull. Travis Blaney, refractory period. Insaney. Rob Tones, allegedly uh, ate a child. Scoop T, refractory period. One Arnold Palmer. Robert Brooks Lyle allegedly recently found a treasure map in an antique shop. Turn the page. Refractory period. One good book. Robert Liu allegedly agreed to drive the van for people on a said treasure hunt. Tyler Holland. Refractory period. One. uh, What are those flowers? Daisies? No. Daffodils. Roses. Tulips. Tulips. One tulip. <laughs> Robert Paulson. Uh, uh, allegedly uh, called out of work so he could go hunt for treasure. Tyler Minnick. Refractory period. Eight hours. Robots Ahoy. Allegedly buried treasure in a secret location in Oregon over 40 years ago. Vincent Ferrari. Refractory period. Zero to 270. Roger Edge. Allegedly still guards that treasure to this day. <laughs> Vincent Pietropoli. 
refractory period. Whenever he wants he. Roman uh, allegedly feeds Roger baby Ruths whenever he requests them to this day. The Verg refractory period from parts unknown. Rusty Scoop allegedly goes on this treasure hunt, but also is an inventor and has all kinds of different devices strapped to his body. Wally Valter's refractory period, one to two weeks. SJ Actress allegedly has to do the truffle shuffle to be included with the gang in order to go hunting for this treasure. Walt Preston, refractory period, only available if you pressed on him. Sarah Boyle allegedly is the older brother who doesn't want them to go on, uh, on the trip and tries to spoil it, but ends up being ridden off a cliff on her own bike. Warren Brow, refractory period, as long as it takes. Serene Nordwall allegedly uh, let's, uh, was a monster uh, in this treasure hunt who was later edited out, even though dialogue still refers to her. Wayne Giovanese, refractory period, Invader Zim. Scoop Nurse. Allegedly has never seen the movie Goonies. <laughs> Wendy Bumgardner, refractory period, Bumgardner. Scott Ashlock allegedly tried to throw his mama from the train. Frankie's Tiki Scoop, refractory period, one Mai Tai. Scott Burrell, allegedly shorter than Danny DeVito. Wendy Page, refractory period, Wendy Page turns. Scott Mulderig, allegedly taller than Danny DeVito. Weef Separator Scoop, refractory period, 15 years. Sean Darty allegedly blew Danny DeVito. William Burdine, always hard. William L. Gandalf, you shall not refract. <laughs> and Bilbo Scoopins, his refractory period, Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> I want to thank Pete Booth, Randy Norris, Robert O. Fisher, Roy Hand, Rose Ford, Ryan, Ryan Pugh, Ryan uh, Lynch, Ryan Appledore, and Sam Reed. Makes me want to scoop, 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 scoop me hard. Danger scoop, scoop and Pete, Scott Coombe, Scott Leonard, Sh- uh, Scott Pinyard, Sean Sullivan, Sean Mountcastle, Sean Peter, Sean Schmidt, Shelley Harwood, Simon Kolekino. Sure. Full Cream Scoop, Steve Heron, Stephen Scott, Stephen Vierne. Uh, Stuart Wilson, Sundog, Tamir Hamilton, Tapio Hansen, Ske- Sexual Chocolate Scoop, Thomas Townley, Scoop Diddly Yes, yes. Scoop Smunky Trial, Timothy Ferguson, Tina Scoop, Tobias Arles, Tom Krieger, Thomas Langren, uh, Tristan Guevara, sure. Still sing- Single Scoop, and Udo Gearhart. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. If you want to be thanked on air, go to patreon.com slash scoops or go to preachingfun.com. Dot com. That'll bring you to our Patreon page. We have all different kinds of reward tiers uh, for you, including access to our secret RSS feed, which we'll be populating with new material uh, this month. Um, all, all the money you guys do uh, backs us, helps us grow our community. And right now we're hunting for a new home. As you can hear, we need a new churn, a new place to do the bucket show. Uh, we want to relaunch both those things very soon. Yep. Uh, we thought we had more time to it. We also thought we were going to get it. We were look, we were actually hunting for serious for months, and then right. uh, Jacob's work decided that he should not uh, see daylight ever again. Yes. And it was supposed to be a month, and it turned into three months of the schedule. But we are now uh, actively hunting for a new studio and want to get uh, there. Uh, and every so dollar... everybody has a free studio. <laughs> yeah. Is listening. It doesn't have to be free, because we were backed by Patreon. That's true, That's but... Uh, if it's open. Is, yeah, if it's open, and if you want us there. Yeah. 
for all the shit we want to do. If you want tenants who are going to occupy for, oh, 10 hours a week. Right. Right. That's- <laughs> I, uh, I talked to one person the other day. Uh, I, I called up a, a realtor company about a, about a property that I saw. I said, hey, uh, you handle uh, this, this property here? They said, yes, we do. Uh, I said, "Well, I'd be interested in uh, in renting the property out. So let's get let's get some numbers." Uh, okay, before before we give you any of that, of that information, uh, what type of company is it? I said, "Oh, no problem. It's uh, it'll, it'll be a recording studio." I said, "Oh, we uh, we don't allow that in uh, in this property." And I kind of paused for a second and thought, "Oh, they they're thinking I mean uh, bands, bands. And, and singers and everything and and just loud, just generally loud." I said, no, "No, no, sorry. This is a this is a podcast recording studio." It's uh, just talking. It's, it's just people talking into microphones, and the, and the microphones are recording. So it's just there, – there are no bands. There's no, there's no musical instruments going. There's no singing. It's just guys sitting around talking. Yeah. She went, oh, okay. So it's about the same noise level as a regular office. I said, yes, absolutely. She goes, okay, let me, let me ask. And so she puts me on hold for a minute, comes back. Nope, we don't allow that either. Okay. You don't allow that either. All right. Fair Fine. enough. So you, so you have a you have a, a a building here where you just don't allow microphones. Man, you don't even want to mess with that though. That, that, that's our initial thing. You don't even want yeah, to follow yeah. that up. Like you, God, you, can you imagine someone coming in here all the time going, shh, shh, down, shh, hush, hush. And the funny thing is, Quick it shout is, out to the Twitter account that maintains the uh, same pick of Paul Mattingly every day. Tweet. Yeah, I did not think they were going to keep up with it. They have. They have. It makes me very happy. <laughs> it makes me very, very happy. The Thank best you. part about this place not allowing a recording studio is it is attached to a bar that is a music venue. <laughs> so I mean, this like you can hear this bar down the street. We would not be able to record when you know at nighttime when this when this bar has bands. They are probably just doing illegal shit and don't want recording devices. Around. Maybe so. Maybe that's it. That makes more sense than anything else that I've thought of. I think we're the NSA or something. Anyway, yeah, head over to preachingfun.com, uh, check out the Patreon because as we're t- as we're talking about, we need a new spot. We need a we need a space. Yep, and all of that kind of stuff costs money. Uh, thank you everyone who is already on the Patreon. If you're not on the Patreon, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Uh, please go, please go check that out. Uh, there's some there's some cool stuff on there. It should be noted, uh, we we actually did not hit the bonus uh, level this month. That's true. We fell short of the uh, of for the first time in a long time. First time in a long time, long time we fell short of five Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, however, release a bonus episode because we are months behind on we releasing owed. bonus episodes. So we 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 made up for uh, one of our owed bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. So now we have three more that we owe mm-hmm. uh, going forward. Um, but uh, so last week, if you if you're if you're listening just this week because of after the vacation, you listen to the current episodes. Go back and listen to last week's episodes. There's some gems on there. One with Ptolemy Slocum from Westworld, and of yep. course, we say goodbye to the churn in style with a late night, uh, partially drunken episode with uh, uh, Night Attacks, uh, Justin Robert Young, and yeah. it was a ridiculous podcast. So uh, go back and listen to that as well. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody in our uh, visual mafia, our audio mafia, our social media mafia. Remember, we're at Hay Scoops on every platform. Go ahead and go keep this community growing by chatting with other listeners. Um, we really love to see that happen. And uh, we hope we made you laugh. And please be subscribing and downloading our podcasts. And if you want to tell one person about it, we'd really appreciate it. Just pick one just person one? and just tell them a little bit about us. Mm-hmm. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. And we will see you soon. We'll see you soon.
Guys, you know what time it is now? It's time to do a haiku. Oh. Christine Elsesser would like a haiku about cats dedicated to Brock for his birthday. Scratching on the scratching post. Oh, sweet, sweet kitty. And now it's time for a little triple threat. That took everything in my body. Greg would like a triple threat about prehistoric creatures dedicated to Jameson, Ellie, and Rory. Prehistoric creatures, triple threat. I love it. 185 uh, prehistoric creatures walk into the bar. Bartender says, hey, I've got a bone to pick with you. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I like my women like I like my prehistoric creatures. They turn into oil. They call me the prehistoric creature because when they put me in a movie, I'm the best they've ever seen, just like Jurassic World. Oh. I have heard very different from the most most everyone alive. They're just, they're just fucking with you. Uh-huh. I, uh huh. I I like I like my women. Like I like my prehistoric creatures. I could swear uh, the ones I'm talking about are real, and then science comes by years later and proves that they were not, they did not exist. Mm. <laughs> Thought you were talking to a brontosaurus. Yeah. What's the difference between a prehistoric creature and your mom? What's that? What's that? Not much, that ugly bitch. Yeah. Oh. Hey. What's the difference between your mom and some prehistoric creatures? What's that? Right. One was put on this earth by God to test my faith, and the other's prehistoric creatures. <laughs> What's the difference between your mom and a prehistoric creature? What's right. that? Uh, with prehistoric creatures, we want to dig them up out of the ground. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Smitty Scoop would like a triple threat about the can-smashed burger oh. dedicated to sweet Matty D, who always gets confused by the dedications. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, 185 can-smashed burgers walk in. That's 125 delicious meals. <laughs> Does I say 25? Yes. That means I don't like 65 of them? <laughs> yeah, 60. You don't they like... call me the can-smashed <laughs> 60 burger. 60 out of 185 of them are not very good. <laughs> Because my ass was smashed by a can. <laughs> 50. Not 60. Uh, I like my women. Like I like my can smashed burgers. Uh, made uh, 40 at a time in the afternoon in between the lunch rush and happy hour. What's the difference between uh, your mom and a can smashed burger? What's up? Um, she has a bunch of raw beef fl- flowing out her pussy hole. <laughs> I don't know if that fits up. Huh. All right. I mean, a Kansas <laughs> burger doesn't have a pussy hole, so I guess that I guess that's the difference. I guess the pussy hole is what. I think the pussy hole is the, the difference. difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the difference between your mom and a can smash burger? What's that? Uh, we hit a can smash burger with a with a can to make it taste better. We hit your mom with a can because we want to hit her with things, and a can was just convenient. <laughs> 
because she's horrible and we want to hit her. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's it for us today. Do we ever. We love you all sexually. Smash that can. Except for your mom. <laughs> Bye. Smash that like button.